Hello everybody, welcome to Get Your Life Sis Podcast. Yep, it's me again, Rifilwe Makoba, your host. And it's the second show of the podcast, the second episode of the podcast. I am always excited to record these episodes because I always believe that these episodes are going to help us as sissies and encourage us and inspire us and motivate us because that's the end goal, okay? So yeah, today we're going to be talking about motherhood and I'm excited to um, introduce this person that I'm going to be interviewing and having a discussion. It's not necessarily an interview, but it's a discussion because I can also relate to the topic. It's motherhood and we're going to be talking about her journey as being a mother. She's one of the greatest moms and I feel like her story will encourage us and inspire us as new moms, as expectant moms, you know. As moms that have been moms for over decades or years, you know. So I'm excited and yeah, let's introduce Cynthia Stolle. Hi Cynthia. Hi Sissy, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm so excited about this topic because two years ago I became a mom and you know, I I wish I, I had this prior but it's also a blessing to have this even after two years, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. and I know you're one of the greatest moms out there, so I just felt like you could add a lot of value to to this uh, discussion, you know? Yes, wow, um, greatest mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a big, um, yeah, but, yeah, you know, um, Modesty, hey? Modesty. (laughs) So, Cynthia, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. um, I'm Cynthia Tutole, and I stay in Pretoria. And um, I'm currently working, and I work as a stakeholder relations management support uh, person. Okay. So, um, as an individual, I'm a person who likes to always feel inspired and motivated and positive. Mm-hmm. And I, I use music, uh, documentaries, mm-hmm. autobiography books, you know, to draw that um, inspiration. Because I'm one child who loves <laughs> yeah. you know, feeling good. In life. Yeah, I think also when I started this podcast, I just wanted to take all the pain that we 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 suffer and we go through, and turn it into something magical. I mean, my pain started this podcast, and now we we need to take that magic and we need to distribute it. We can't keep it for ourselves, you know. So that's yeah, that's that's good. Positive vibes, hey? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, way. positive vibes. Um, so how many children do you have? I have one child. Yes. I don't know whether that's fortunate or unfortunately, but it's yes. one. Yes. But it definitely does feel like it's five children. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can relate. Don't worry. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. When you found out that you were pregnant, how did you feel or how did you react? Yo, um, I 
was 19 at the time when I fell pregnant and uh, I missed my period and mm. the natural thing was to buy a pregnancy tester mm. and uh, I, I, I used to have this friend of mine who passed on, <laughs> she was like, yeah, let's go buy a tester. We went to buy a tester, I took the test and it was positive. And she was hysterical, like, you, you're pregnant, <laughs> oh, what are you going to do, you know? And at that point in my mind, honestly, I think because I was so young, I yeah. didn't think too much about it. And I wasn't even sure as to how to feel. So I was just feeling normal. And uh, I think the second, yes. Okay, sorry to jump in, but I really think that the, I think being pregnant at 19, the first reaction would be fear. Wouldn't you say so? Most, no, no, most probably. But yeah. in my experience, I didn't even think about fear. You know, I just mm. thought, okay, the I need to inform <laughs> the father. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, when I called him, I said my parents were late. I took a test, and uh, it says I'm positive. And his reaction was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he knew, you know. No, he knew. He knew. Yeah. And I was like, I think that for me then gave me that uh, relief. You know, mm. to say, oh, okay, at least he says obvious. So at least he's expecting it. So yeah. he's going to be there. Yeah. Okay, and then your parents, though. You're 19, you're still a teenager. I'm sure you're still under the guidance of your parents and everything. So how did you feel about telling your parents? I didn't tell. I didn't <laughs> tell my mom, honestly, because I used to stay with my mom. I never told her, yeah. and I was not planning to tell her at all. Already, in my mind, I was just imagining this nice world mm. where I'll be staying and living with the father of my child. You know, yeah. little family happily, for yourself. Yeah, happily yeah. ever after. after. But you know, as parents, they know these things. I think when I was about four months, mm. uh, because I was slim. I was very slim, so the belly was not really showing. But I suppose as a parent, you know your child. And then one morning she was like, "Who made you pregnant?" Ooh. And I was like, mm. "And I, I knew it there." Yeah. I I I I can't deny anything, you know. And I just had to tell him. Yeah. I feel like our stories are similar because I also my mom also caught like caught me i didn't i didn't tell her she was like no there's something wrong with you mm. and she's she's like your boobs are different so i was like really and she's like yeah then i had to confess you know yeah so yeah okay <laughs> our stories are really similar so um judging from your story i i think this was an unexpected baby right um it wasn't like unexpected from my side but from his side, he always said um, he, he wants a baby and he's gonna get a baby from me, he's gonna make me pregnant. <laughs> and that didn't register in my mind to say, you prepare yourself to either say no or say yes. Yeah. You know? So I just found myself like listening to this guy saying, yeah, I'm gonna impregnate you, you know? <laughs> and then yeah. I got pregnant. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so from his side, I suppose it was planned. Mm. From my side, I 
it was unexpected. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it was unexpected. Okay, okay. How do, how do you manage though being a career woman and also being a mom? Because right now, um, when you told us a bit about yourself, you told us that you're working and obviously you're a career woman, and I'm sure there's more things that you want to do with your life. So how how do you manage that? Uh, you know, okay, when it comes to work life, at least that side is more structured, you know, there's a plan because you have a diary mm. and then you are able, I'm able to look at the week ahead, you know, to yeah. engage and see what is it that's coming up, you know, and um able now to plan for instances whereby I know that on this specific day, I'm going to be required to work until late. Mm. Then I usually, you know, arrange uh, for for supper so that at least um, my son can have supper while I'm still working late. Some instances, you know, it also involves traveling. So when there's traveling involved, then I also then plan for him what is he gonna eat, breakfast, lunch, supper while I'm away, mm. and also try and uh, arrange um, transport for him when he has school activity, you know, like after school and stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously, you know, if it's longer periods of traveling, then I definitely ask someone uh, to come and assist. I used to do that, uh, especially when he was young. Mm. But now he's an old man. He's turning 18 in March. So <laughs> man, if I'm busy, it's like, hey, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <separate laughs> and see what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, mom. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it was it wasn't easy, right? Like trying to maybe when he was still a child, when he was still, you know, growing up, and he couldn't do stuff for himself. I'm sure it wasn't easy managing being a career woman and a mom. And no, you, it wasn't easy yeah. at all because you you come from where when you start off preparing to go to work and already have the pressure for the day you know mm-hmm. and then um just rushing to, to pay him for school and take him to his um bus stop where he takes the bus yeah. and then i'm at work after work mm-hmm. i still come back with that pressure of the work yeah. uh, from the workplace you know mm-hmm. and then you get home you have to rush and make supper check quickly if the homework is done mm. so it, 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 it even now it's still not easy because you know now that he's also older he has his own tricks mm. so i'm unable to really check Uruti, especially with his schoolwork Uruti. is he in 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 is he disciplined is he really keeping up um with what is needed and you know now with COVID yeah. uh, it's online mm-hmm. you know you can see a person or oh, having a laptop open but you know but they're not doing anything yeah oh yeah, well, yeah. Still like, <laughs> so it's, it's really it's still not easy I suppose that's part of yeah. the journey you know I think more than anything you need support right you need support from your family you can't do this alone you really need support and if you don't have support, God is there, right? <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. You do need support. Um, my family is based in Johannesburg, but my mom, you know, she calls uh, most of the time, and you know, she would also call him and encourage him to 
say, you know, be self-disciplined as well. Yeah. You know, push yourself, you know, commit yourself and do what you have to do. So, yeah, support. And also friend, friendship um, support because, you know, some of our friends, they are very wise. You know, mm-hmm. they can give tips on how to uh, manage certain things. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I wanted to know, you know, when I first heard of this term, postnatal depression, uh, I I heard it at a I went for a scan to see my baby, right? So I was there with my, the father of my child, and um, you know, he asked this question to the doctor. He's like, "So, uh, do you guys give uh, postnatal depression counseling?" So I was like, "Huh." But I don't want to sound because damn or anything, you know. So low key, I was like, I'm going to Google this. I'm not going to ask him about it, what it is or anything. So when I Googled it and I saw it, I was like, ah, I won't suffer from this thing, you know. But newsflash, I did because at that time when I was pregnant, I was unemployed. So I'm one of those people that I believe in independency. You know, I, I love doing things for myself. So when I couldn't do that and I had a baby that I automatically thought I had to support, it ran up. It really put me in a very very deep depression. So I wanted to know if did you also suffer from it? Um, I I didn't suffer from it, but I was made aware about it um, yeah. by a friend of mine. Uh, she she actually gave me an orientation to say okay you have things uh, that you need to look out for yeah. and one of them was postnatal depression you know she kind of like gave me a short description of what it is you know a resentment it usually happens after you've given birth and it mm-hmm. it affects people in, in uh, women in different ways. Some mm-hmm. they resent the baby. Mm-hmm. Some they are always upset, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was I'm looking back. Actually, I'm grateful to have um, Okele as my friend because um, Kelina. Let me not say Kelly before this confusion. Yeah. So Kelina, you know, um, she she also got pregnant before me. So I suppose her experience before me also helped me you know mm, so mm. then i was going into this thing fully aware and i was fortunate enough that uh i didn't suffer from it but yeah. as i was growing up i would i experienced other people who actually um, suffered from it yeah yo it's it's yeah i was more upset and sad all the time um Luckily, I can say that I wasn't resentful towards my child, but I was upset at myself because I couldn't do anything for them financially. Although I got the support, but it was a matter of, you know, when you grow up with a single parent and you see them do everything by themselves and now automatically, I think it rubs on, it rubs on you that, okay, you, you, you got to support your kid, although the father is there, but you know, eh, you, you have to stand up for your child so yeah it's it's not a a good space i tell you and i know a lot of women are going through it some of them are not aware uh they don't know about it but it's there you know um yeah i found out about it from the person i was with and you know and yeah it's sad (laughs) um to women that are currently going through this postnatal depression and 
are not enjoying being moms what can we what can you say to them um you know what first of all don't condemn yourself don't mm. blame yourself because mm. this thing it it doesn't knock it can happen to anyone at any time so mm. it's not something that you create you know mm. it it just targets any person any time so if you are suffering from it seek help you know speak to your gp i mean gps they are trained mm. um to deal with such things mm. and also if you have a friend as i was helped most by my friend in most of the things during my pregnancy if you have a friend that you are very comfortable with open yeah. up to your friend and be honest on how you feel tell the friend that you're not enjoying this i don't want this because your friend will be then able at least to go out there and gather help come and restore you back to your normal self you mm. know and the nice thing about postnatal depression there is treatment yes so once you get diagnosed with it they'll be able to treat you yes. and you don't have to feel bad you know to say um how could i have let myself to go through that i'm mm. a bad mother no you know it it's just one of those things that is out there mm. but you can always overcome it by by reaching out the most comfortable person that you are comfortable with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think my mom was someone that I was comfortable with and she helped me through it because she was there for me 24/7. My family, even my sister was there, you know. So, yeah. you I I think to all the sisters there out there that are going through that, just talk to someone, you know. Just yeah, yeah don't bottle things up and everything. Just speak to someone and you will find yourself again because i think when you at that point you you just you lost yourself completely you, you even struggle yeah. with your own identity you don't know who you are anymore you know now yeah. you're there with this baby things are not going the way they were supposed to you are disappointed maybe baby didn't chile yeah all i can say is guys I mean i i i had god as well because i that's when i read the the bible that's when i read the bible consistently yeah consistently like i read the bible consistently and i i i i found myself again you know so i i i can say the best remedy is just go to the word of god that's it all right uh do you have a schedule of how you spend time with your kids with your child you did it one <laughs> No, I don't have a schedule. Um <laughs> nothing is scheduled. Yeah. Everything is just random. And for me, because he's already grown, he's in his own identity. This thing started already when he was eight years old. Yeah. You know, he would refuse to even be taking a picture. When I said, Let me take this picture and he'd be like, No, <laughs> I'll take the picture and send it to you. You know, yeah. so then he started you know not to want to hang out mm. you know like let's go wherever to change like no you go just bring me back take away so it's, yeah. it's nothing scheduled it's random we meet maybe if we are watching news or we are watching some program uh, on television or if it's just supper time yeah so it's yeah. just random and I also don't I, I I'm not good with planning gay. Yeah. I I suffer. Yo, like I can say tomorrow I'm going to do A B and C and then it just doesn't go the way, you know? 
so what i always do um when i want to spend time with my my daughter i just those small moments those small gaps in between i just grab her and then we count we sing you know and i always ask her questions about uh school you know and we just yeah we just have those moments you know in between and take pictures and videos and yeah and just have fun you know yeah yeah Okay, so what are the core values you teach your son, and at what at what age did you start teaching them? Uh, the core value uh, is respect, mm. uh, communicate, mm-hmm. be kind, mm. and speak from the point of truth. Mm. You know, um, when did I start uh, teaching these things or instilling them? As soon as I, I think it was automatic, <laughs> yeah. start walking, you know, yeah, you, you kind of like start instilling all those values, you know. Yeah. Um, when they are at the age of five, now they know how to talk, mm. you know, they have an opinion mm. and all of that. So you, then I would start, you know, basic things like if he has something. Yeah. Uh, if I bought him something, and we had other kids at home, I was telling go and share with 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 Bandan, You know, just mm. teaching him to to share, to be kind. You know, mm. and when when his gogo speaks to him and he's uh, maybe rude or screaming, I'll tell him to say, don't do that. You know, you have to respect mm. and you know. Um, speak from the point of truth because from a crash you would get complaints. Yeah. Child did this, the child did this. Then I have to confront why do you take the other child's drink? Mm-hmm. You had your own drink, you know, and then you would come up with a tricky question. You say, No, but the child gave it to me then I would teach him to say, No, there's no such thing. Another child would just give you their drink mm-hmm. because they feel like they don't have it. And the you had yours. Speak yeah. the truth. What really happened? Because if you're not speaking the truth, I can't be able to help you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always told them that I will not defend a lie. If you are wrong and you did something wrong, mm-hmm. I will not defend it. Mm-hmm. So I'm that type of a mother whereby if the security knocks and say, your child broke a window. I won't start screaming and throwing tantrums and ah, not my child. My child will never do that. I will agree with the security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As soon as the security leaves, then I confront him. Have what you ever, have you ever is, like, hit him or anything? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that comes, yeah. That I mean, sometimes in. that works, right? <laughs> that comes in automatically because um, they can really push uh, your buttons, you know. Mm. And my mom used to say to us when we were growing up, she say, "Ha! All these things that you are doing to me, hey, they will come back to you through your own kids." Hey, yeah, my mom that says that this all the time. Yeah, you know. And then now we are experiencing it, and now we understand. With us, sometimes you just have to, you know, beat uh, uh, that hand. <laughs> yeah, just. Once or twice, <laughs> or more. 
if needed. I tried <laughs> to avoid it, but yeah, they removed me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Now we're going to those questions where we've we've taken all the pain. We've talked about the pain, the sadness. Now we want to encourage. Now we want to be positive. Now we want to get our lives. Ne? So, yes. in in one word, how is mother? In one word, how is motherhood for you? It's selfless. Ooh, nice. I like that. I like <laughs> yeah. that. I like that. It's selfless. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I'm not even going to yeah. ask you to, to say why or yeah. explain it. It's selfless. <laughs> Guys, <Yeah>. drops <laughs> mic. We are done. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what can you say to encourage a sis who's about to be a mom? Um... As soon as you discover that you are pregnant, that's when the journey starts. Mm. And the best thing you can do for yourself, enjoy that journey. Mm. Um, some ladies, they like to keep a journal. Do mm. that. Document mm. um, the journey. When did the baby start kicking? When did I start feeling this? You know, uh, enjoy seeing your body change. And I like what most women are doing these days. They are not scared. To, to take pictures of their belly, you know, mm. take pictures of the belly so that you're creating um, memories for yourself and for the child. And when yeah. the baby yeah, mm. capture every moment, now we have an advantage of having smartphones, so yes. video, do um, pictures, capture each and every moment. I trust me. That will count a lot because what happens is when this child has grown and they they are in a journey to discover themselves, all of these memories that you've captured will help them to to resonate with who they are. It will help them to complete their identity because they will know how everything started out. You know, because each and every person once they are grown, they want to hear about their stories, how was I when I was growing up, what did I like to say, you know, um, yeah. so if you have all those things uh, captured, you can just give your child that album, you know, and say, yeah. this is what you used to do, and that's how most of the parents would say, I knew that my child from the age of three is going to be an artist, yeah. I knew, yes, yes, and then now and it's then, not only about I knew, like, in terms of saying it, but now you've got proof as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, from age three, he was playing the piano, he was playing the guitar. That mm. means so, so much. And we'll be able now to take those memories that were captured and to put them in your journey now as a child to say, okay, this is my childhood and I'm packaging this as a way forward to pursue my own so that you can catch up on sleep. Do that so that you can feel refreshed again. 
to spend more time with this little incredible human being. Oh, and the most thing that I enjoyed with um, having a child was breastfeeding. I, <laughs> I also enjoyed. Oh, I also enjoyed it. It was our best bo- bonding sessions. Like absolutely, really. absolutely. Especially when they're around, starting from a month six, seven, eight, nine, where when they breastfeed, they're looking in your eyes and then they're yeah. playing with their toes. Yes, yes. Beautiful feeling yeah. ever. So enjoy the journey. Everything comes by instinct. <laughs> yeah, yo. And listen to your aunt and mom if you're so privileged to have a mom. Listen to what your mom says or advises you with, or what your aunt says because they have full experience over mm. that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> that was such a great uh, words of encouragement, and yeah, you know. I'm taking this going forward. If I ever have baby number two, which I don't think I will, but yeah, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Now we're going to the second segment of the show where we do, um, I tell you guys the reflection verse of today and today's episode. Um, today's reflection verse. I have two. Um, it's Psalms 127 verse three which uh, Cynthia touched based on. And it says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. So this, I chose this one because I feel like we've been talking about how incredible uh, kids are. And I want us as moms to enjoy our kids. You know, they are a gift from the Lord and they are a reward from Him. So we, we have to be feel blessed and we should enjoy them. And then the second one is, it's all about motherhood you know the strength of a mother um it's proverbs 31 verse 25 it says she is clothed with strength and dignity she can laugh at the days to come so this is one of my favorite scriptures ne cynthia e proverbs 31 hey that woman like if i could be that woman i i feel like i would have done everything in this world uh that woman is so powerful she oh, she's so organized and you know she she trusts the lord she's very god-fearing and it looks like her family is is just intact you know and it's filled with love and how she does things you know so yeah i i really love this scripture and this proverbs 31 woman and i think as mothers or as even if you don't have a child um you you should always strive to be a woman of proverbs 31 and yeah you know this was a great episode and i really enjoyed this cynthia thank you so much for your wisdom and your encouragement and your advice and your story it was it was nice it was really nice no thank you to you for having me and i just want to say well done on starting this and i just wish you all the best um i i believe it will grow into something big and also you know thank you for not giving up your 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 dream um you know because some people once they have a child they think that okay how do i now go back to my original dream a child doesn't stop you to pursue your dream you know you just have to keep on pushing so for you pushing 
is definitely an inspiration to another woman, mm. you know, to say, I'm not going to give up. I'll still pursue my journey. And now the nicest thing is I have this child who's going to experience me <laughs> pursuing yeah. my dreams. How awesome is that, you know? Awesome. So I wish you all the best. And yeah, we'll always be there to support you. And thank you so much. Um having me we this is a learning journey and yeah thanks all right thank you so much and thank you sissies for tuning in catch you guys on episode three i'm so excited for this journey and i really hope that this podcast will just heal us and grow us and help us get our lives this was edition of motherhood see you guys on the next one bye bye